Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, what's up? Jackie Chan's like my hero. How's everyone doing tonight? Yeah, shout for me. Come on, come on, shout for me. Yeah! Uh, that's what I'm talking about. And I told a long time ago in a message, I talked about how it's hard for me because speakers, a lot of times, you don't see them the whole time. They're disappearing. You don't really notice. And then this guy just gets to run on stage, and there's all this excitement, and people go crazy. Well, you've seen me for the last hour, so it's not quite as exciting. So I said, unfortunately, I'm slightly short on finesse. But what I lack in finesse, I make up in love. So, short on finesse, heavy on love. That is my, my standard thing. I love you too, kindly. Um, so tonight, we begin our uh, message two in our series. Real quick, real quick for me. How many people counted how many doors they walked through? At one day during this last week. Did people do it? All right, now, now, for you guys who did it, I want to hear what numbers do we have. Let's start right here. Ryan, how many do you have? You average it over the week. I like that. About 42 a day. That's special. You're such a thorough person. Yes. 137 in one day? Wow. That is a lot of doors. Man, who else, who else did it? Yeah. 60. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. So anyways, um, me, today I decided to do it, and that right there is like 47. So anyways, <laughs> it's been a good day. Um, I did definitely didn't use 137. You operate a lot of doors, my friend, which is awesome. Um, exactly. I said last week, man, we encounter doors so often in our day, we don't even think about them anymore, do we? I noticed that when I was keeping the running count in my mind today, I'd forget about the fact that I operated like two or three doors in between the one I just counted. Like I walked in the door of our shop and I'm like, I forgot that I walked out of my room, walked out of my house. I'm like, that's like three extra doors. And I'm like, I totally forgot. You get so used to doors that you just walk through them without even thinking about the fact that you're using them. I told you about how doors are these objects in our life that take us from one place into another. They take us from one state of where we might be into a new place, kind of like a portal. Yeah, maybe not quite as exciting as a portal, though. It's just basically a piece of lath and plaster in between one area to another. But it takes you into something new. Have you guys ever been anywhere in your life where you've walked through a door and just been blown away by what's on the other side of it? I have. Where, like, there's something, like, you, you weren't expecting. When you walk through it, you're like, whoa! It's like a whole different world on the other side of this door. And I said, you know, there's doors in our physical life, but there's doors in our mental, spiritual life as well. There are situations, um, decisions we're going to make in which, depending on what we do, it has the ability to take us into a whole new area. It has the ability to lead us in a whole different direction, take us to a whole new plane. So that's what we're talking about, is these, these doors in our life. The whole series is focused on this, our life um, and direction inside of it. The most common problem, if you, if you take any studies, almost always, any study done with college students, number one thing that's like a problem in their life, lack of direction. I don't know where I'm going. I just really don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what's next. Always, in these studies across the nation, different colleges, different campuses, doesn't matter where you go, the standard theme of 
you know, I just, I don't know what's next. And it's always still common. So that's what we're talking about is this, this direction in our life. And last week we talked about doors to purpose, which is really cool. If you guys weren't here, man, hop online, listen to it, because talking all about the direction that you have in your life, even though you might not have it yet, that it, it's still there. That even though you might not have everything worked out, that direction is still there for you, that you still have a purpose. And I talked about how we could lay out some of that direction, how we could find our purpose, um, but there are also doors that want to lead us away from that purpose. And that's what we're talking about tonight. There are doors to lead us to it, but there are doors that also want to take us in a direction away from it. And that's what we talk about tonight with doors to distraction. I have this friend, and some of you guys know him because he's been here before. His name is Dan. Some of you guys have met him. Some of you guys already know him anyway. But Dan is a very cool guy. And um, I've known him since I was in sixth grade. We, uh, his name is Goslin, so I'm Graper. We've had lockers next to each other for our entire, our entire like, high school career. Yeah, Devitt was next to me in high school, too. Um, but you become friends with the people who are next to you on your lockers, don't you? Does anyone else have friends because of locker orientation? Still to this day, yeah. And, it, you know, Dan and I probably would have been friends, but we were because we were right next to each other, and we talked to each other in the hall every day at our locker. Dan is an interesting guy, and um, he's been here a few times. I love this kid so much, uh, more than he even understands how much I, how much I love this kid. Um, but he was here at, at Steadfast one night, and he was talking to me. He says, you know what's funny? We were in high school. He says, there were three people, three people in our class that I was really excited to see what they were going to do with their life. And he named the other two, and they were friends that I knew as well. He's known for a long time. He says, three people um, that I really, really were excited about. He says, one of them was you. And I said, really? He says, yeah, he says, these three people, I thought, man, they're going to do something really, really cool. I'm excited to see what the future is. And I said, well, I said, you know, that's a really big, a really big compliment. Thank you very much. And he says, yeah, but what's funny is, he says, the other two I'm not excited about anymore. He says, the other two basically just threw their life away. He says, and they're both losers now. He says, they don't impress me at all. He says, I'm really still not sure about you. He says, but I think maybe you'll still do something cool. Isn't that so interesting? Dan, back in high school, he saw something in a few people. He said, well, you know, they have a lot of potential, and I could see him doing something great. And now only, it was only three years, not even three years later, he said, you know what, two of those people, I I doubt, I highly doubt they're going to impress me at all. How does that happen? How does potential just turn to nothing in only just a short amount of time? I know that this isn't, you know, a one-pronged story. I know that probably if I went around the room tonight, you guys can probably think in your mind, even right now, of people who stood out to you that you think, you know what, I thought they were going to do a lot more than they actually did in their life. You guys have those people? I do. I have people that I know that, you know what, I thought they were going to really do something crazy, like awesome. And then it's like, you know, they, they really didn't work out, did it? And it happens time and time again. Well, why? And you know what it is? It's, it's distraction. The doors in our life that lead us to distraction is the reason why these don't take place. It happens in, it's happened time and time again. It's happened so often. So what does it mean to get caught up in these doors of distraction? How can we... How can we identify this and do something about it? And I, I want to be very, very applicable tonight, not theoretical in my, in my talk on this. I want it to be where you look at it and you're like, hey, that, that actually makes sense. If there's doors to purpose in our life, there are also 
doors away from that purpose, and those are distraction. And they come right alongside it. And sad to say, I think the doors to distraction outnumber doors to purpose about 10 to 1. If there's a door that's going to lead you to purpose, there's about 10 distraction doors right around it. They outnumber them. And they're everywhere. They're everywhere. So how do we not get caught up? So first and foremost, you want to take notes tonight. This is a good message to take notes on because it's really, really, it's really, really um, laid out. First and foremost, if we do not want to fall into these doors of distraction which take us away from our purpose, we have to become better at identifying them. We have to become better at identifying what a door to distraction is. Very often, people travel through these doors to distraction. They'll just walk up, open, and walk on through without even thinking about what that door is. They don't even notice that that was just a door to distraction. They just walk through it, and there's just another door in their life. They don't even know what happened. See, very, very often, the distinctions don't seem bright enough. Nothing jumps out at us and tells us that this is taking us away. And, you know, in fact, a lot of times, those doors to distraction look very, very inviting. They look oh so warm and comfortable and fun to go through. Um, They don't look harsh, and they don't look like they're going to take us away from where we want to go. But instead, you know, they look really nice. It looks exciting, doesn't it? But there are a few things that we can really do, things that we can keep in mind when we start looking at these doors and wondering if it's a good door or if this is a door that's just going to lead us to to distraction and take us away from our purpose. Simple things that can be illustrated by a real door as well. Here's the first thing. We want to ID doors. First and foremost, if a door looks too good to be true, it probably is. If a door in our life looks far too good to be true. Then when we look at it, we're like, man, that's just perfect. You know what? Chances are it is. It is too good to be true. You ever hear that old saying, there's no such thing as a free lunch? I like that. There's no such thing as a free lunch. It might seem like you're getting off, but there's always a catch. And that's the same thing in our life. These situations that come about in which, wow, you know, that just seems perfect. You know what? Throw up a red flag and be cautious. When, you, when those doors really come about that you think, that looks perfect. Because a lot of times, when we look deeper, when we look past that perfect exterior, our eyes tend to notice the fact that there's disappointment that comes with it. And in fact, it is a door to distraction. Be cautious when a door looks too good. Be cautious. And as we go through that too, if we want to identify a door to distraction, right along with that, number two here with that, is we have to try to figure out what's on the other side. If we want to know if this is a door to purpose or if it's a door to distraction, well, you know, we can look at the door all we want, the decision that's sitting before us, because that's really what we're talking about here, aren't we? Decisions and plans that you have to make. We can look at the decision all we want, but that's not what it's all about, because I can stare at this door all I want, but I don't know what's on the other side, do I? I don't have a clue. Even as I look at it right now, I can't tell you exactly what's on the other side of this door. You guys don't know what's on the other side of this door. I could open it up and be a big dragon behind there or something like that, right? I mean, it could, it could be anything. You don't have a clue. So if we want to know if it's a door to distraction, we have to find out what's on the other side, even just get an idea of it. Um, and that's going to let us determine whether or not. Have any of you guys, when you were younger especially, I hope you guys weren't doing this recently, but... Have you guys ever been to a fair where they have those fire training 
um, like, uh, what do they call them, trailers? Have you guys ever been in those? Yeah, well, they teach you about fire safety and about how if there's a fire in your house, this is how you get out of your house. You, anyone else do that? Raise your hand. I totally did it. They teach you how to get out of your house, and then they teach you, the, okay, well, for the rest of you guys, I'm going to train you tonight, and it's quite possible you might save your life. Okay, so pay attention. Pay attention. Here's what they train you, okay? And I might forget parts, and it's okay. But there's a fire, right? And you see smoke. So what's the first thing they tell you to do? Down on the ground, hands and knees. Because smoke likes to be up high in the room. So if you're down low, there's still clean oxygen. (laughs) Smoke parties up high. Remember that. You're down low. So you get on your hands and knees, and then you travel over to the door. This is the part that I want you guys to notice. You travel over, and what do you do? Do you just rip open the door and go through? No. No. What you do, what they train you, is that when you come up to the door, you put your hand on it. You put your hand on the handle and on the door, and you feel to see if the door's hot. You put your hand on the metal handle, and you see if it's hot to the touch. Because if it's hot to the touch, there's fire. there's fire on the other side. Yeah, there's fire on the other side. The exact same thing applies with us, doesn't it? We're talking about these, these decisions in our life. Is this a door to distraction? Man, we got to know if there's fire on the other side of that door. So you need to come up and you need to feel it out really, really gently. You don't need to just rip open the door and go, ah, the heck with it, I'll just do it. You know what? You need to come up and you need to be gentle. Say, so, you know, hmm, let me get a little closer to this decision. Let me really see what it, what it, what it feels like. Let me see what it, what it seems like. Let me actually take and use some of my senses to look at that. Well, you know, also, too, um, when you come up to that door, even if you do feel and it's, you know, it's, it's not that hot, you're going to want to take a peek. You don't just want to rip open the door. And yes, I'm advising you to take a peek. This isn't Christmas. You are allowed to take a peek. If there's something on the other side of this door and you don't have a clue what it is, of course you're not going to just open it and just hope for the best. But instead, you're just going to take and, you know, real slowly... Real slowly, open this thing. Let's pop it open. Let's peek with one eye. It's one eye through there. It's one eye. You're going to get a peek of what's on the other side. You don't have to open that door all the way open and stand right in the middle of it. But, you know, you need to get an idea of what's on the other side. And you know what this applies to is this. When there's those decisions and those situations in our life, we need to know what's through the door. The decision might be there, and we might say, is this leading me to purpose or is this leading me to distraction? But you know what we need to do is we need to look at what's on the other side of that decision. What's on the other side of that action, on the other side of that door? And we don't need to fall all the way into it to decide whether or not it's right or wrong. A lot of times, all we need to do is just take a peek. Just take a peek, and you look on the other side, and you say, you know what? That's not the right way. Man, that's not the right way at all. I can see what's on the other side of that door, and that doesn't look like my purpose at all. And you can shut the door. You can identify that as a door to distraction. Not only that, but if those two don't work for you, and you say, you know what? I still don't know. I look, I peeked in there. I'm still not certain. I think it still might be good. I'm not, I'm confused. So confused. Well, you know what we can do is we can do this. We can open this door all the way. I know it's scary, isn't it now? We can open this door all the way. 
And what we can do is, is we can open it all the way, but we don't have to walk through it yet. See, this door is still sitting here. It might be open. Isn't that cool? <laughs> the, the door's open, but I don't have to go through it yet and be on the other side of this decision, on the other side of this situation in my life yet. What I can do is this, is I already identified a purpose in my life. I already identified the direction that I want to be, an end goal. I already said, you know what, this is what I love, this is what I'm good at, like we talked about last week. This is my purpose. What you can do is this, is you can open this door and you can look, instead of just here and here, but you need to look all the way through it. This decision in this situation, instead of just looking at it, look all the way through it as far as you can possibly see past it before you step through it. Look all the way through it as far as you can see and look for your door to purpose. Because if you can't see your door to purpose in the far off distance through that decision, through that situation, then it's a door to distraction and you just slam it shut. If you open that door and you look through it and you look far down past it and you say, you know what, I don't see my door to purpose in there, then that's a door to distraction. You need to shut it and you need to go ahead for another door. You can identify them just like that. If we take and we, and we look in it, we can really see, man, I see my door. I see my door to purpose. I see my door to purpose. And you can step through it with confidence then. I'll tell you, I really honestly believe that every door, every, every door in our life is going to either lead us towards or away. So if you can't see it in there, you need to shut the door and you need to move in a different direction. You need to move in a different direction. So if, if you can do these three things, you can identify, man, I don't know how many percent, but a great majority, okay, of the doors to distraction in your life. If you can do these three things, actually get them in your mind to do when you look at a situation, you can weed out a tremendous amount of these distracting doors that come through. But I know a lot of you guys are thinking, well, I understand what you're saying, but what's the big deal with a little distraction, you know what I'm saying? What's the big deal I look through and I say, you know, I don't know if that's exactly what my direction is, but it looks pretty good. What's the big deal with a little bit of distraction, right? I mean, so what? It's not exactly the same door that I should have went through, but can I find my way back out? And you know what? I, I, think, I think yes and yet no all at the same time. Here's the deal. When you walk through a door to distraction, there's always a way back out. I wholeheartedly believe that. There's always a way back to your purpose, but here's what happens. Is my purpose is here, and I walk through this door to distraction here, and then, you know, when I'm here, I notice there's a couple other doors, and I walk through another door to distraction. And then, you know what, there's a few more doors there, too, and when I look at those doors, this one looks good, and I walk through another door to distraction. And then I look at another door again, and I walk through another one, and you know what happens is, is by now I'm lost, man. I don't even remember which doors I took anymore. Just like that scene with Jackie Chan and that thing, I don't remember how I even got here. And I don't remember how to get back. That's the exact same thing that can happen with us. You know what? That little door to distraction isn't that dangerous. But you know what happens is once we go through one, it's easy to go through another. Once we go through another, it's easier to go through the next one, and so on and so forth. And you know what? We only have a certain amount of time here on this earth. 
And some people waste their whole lives walking through doors of distraction. And you know what? They run out of time before they can get back to that purpose. They run out of time. I wholeheartedly believe there's a, there's a way back. There's a way back. But it becomes harder and harder each door you walk through in distraction. You know what? There's more things that, that kind of pile on. And you know what, you know what happens too? I, it's just so weird. But you walk through a couple of doors of distraction, all of a sudden, you know what? Someone else is there right along with you, hanging out with you, walking through those doors of distraction. And then when you decide to turn around, they don't want you to go. There's more weight on you to continue to walk through those doors of distraction. It's happened time and time again. Man, time and time again. I mean, I, you know, I mean, the, the story of the alcoholic, the drug addict, the people who struggle with stuff like that, you know what? It was, it, was that, it was that little decision, and that next one, and that next one, and that next one. Before long, I don't even know how to get back. So it is important. It is important. Along with these tactics that I've told you about, just these, these three simple things, um, I'd like to point out just some common doors, some common doors that we can look at in life that have been doors to distraction through a multitude of people. Some common things that we should say, you know, these are areas I need to watch out for, doors to distraction in my life. Because they come out time and time again. And you know, um, interestingly enough, I didn't have to search Google for these. <clears throat> I didn't have to look online for, you know, most common things that distract. Although I know some of you guys would be like, oh, boring, whatever. I found them in the Bible. There's a section in the Bible called Proverbs. It's written by Solomon. Super wise guy. Super wise guy. God gave him special wisdom, it says in the Bible, Okay. He wrote this book called Proverbs, which literally means wise sayings. He sat down to write a book, of, a book of short little words that are wise to look by. And you know what? When you read these, they are no less applicable today. The exact same things that we struggle with today, the same things that distract, are the same things that Solomon wrote years and years and years ago. Exact same. So here are some things. Just things, areas in our life that are the common distractions. Happens through everyone. The cornerstone of distraction. Laziness. Laziness. This is a huge one. Like I said, the cornerstone. Instead of staying on course with whatever direction we have, instead of keeping our eyes focused on that prize, people be give up, just, they just give up because it's too much work. It's too hard. People procrastinate, and they choose another door simply because it's easier to open. That's really the truth. My door is right over there. That's my door to purpose, and I know it. But you know what? This door is right here. I don't even have to take those few steps to get to it. It's a lot easier. It's a door to that, just that, that laziness that leads to distraction. Sometimes it literally happens just because the door to distraction, the laziness, it's just because the door's a little easier to open. You know, we go to our door of purpose, and it doesn't open on our first pull. It doesn't open on our first pull. But the door right next to it just falls right open when we take it. And we just go, ah, it's close enough. Just laziness. I'll tell you this much, and it really is the truth. The door to success is always going to be harder to open than that door to sitting around watching cartoons in your underpants eating Cheetos. Yes. The door to success is always going to be more hard than that door that you can open up to sitting around in your basement watching SpongeBob SquarePants with a Cheeto mustache. That one's always easy. It's always ready to be open. It just falls open 
when you touch it with your hand. Success is always going to be harder. But I mean, obviously, let's look at life and say, is that what we want? Is that my purpose? <laughs> Please, God, that's the, don't let that be my purpose, right? I mean, we look at it. It's always going to be a little harder. Um, one of those two friends that I mentioned in that story earlier, one of those two friends that I mentioned earlier in that story that my friend Dan said, um, I was talking to him a while back. He's, he's starting up at the, at the college. And I said, hey, I said, if you're going to college, he says, yeah. He said, I was going to go last semester, but PlayStation 3 come out, so I just figured, screw it. <laughs> not a joke. Totally not a joke. Serious. Decided, ah, I don't need to go to college this semester because PlayStation 3 come out, and that seems rad. Yeah. You see, that door to laziness is so much easier to open, isn't it? So much easier to open. So you have to watch in that area. You have to fight against that natural urge to be lazy. You know, it says this in Proverbs. This is where I got it. In 6, 9 through 11, it says, How long are you going to laze around doing nothing? How long before you get out of bed? A nap here, a nap there, a day off here, a day off there. Sit back and take it easy, and you know what comes next. Just this. You can look forward to a dirt-poor life. Poverty as your permanent house guest. That's what God's Word says about it. That's that warning, man, to laziness distracts. You know, the other thing that can distract us, this is another place we can look, the opposite sex. Oh, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Boy, can the opposite sex be a door to distraction. Absolutely. I know that everyone out there, everyone out there has this fairy tale in their mind playing right now, and they're just hoping for a mate so bad right now, that person, just that other half of my being, and I know that probably good 75 to 90 percent of your prayers probably spent <laughs> asking God for a mate, you know, Lord, please, <laughs> give, me a, give me a sister of Eve, God, please, just a woman after your own heart, even just a woman, God, and <laughs> let her love you with all of her heart, just make her pretty. Please, God, make her pretty. Because it is better to marry than to burn with lust, God. Right? I mean, is that not the truth? Tell me that's not the truth. How many people? How many people? Is that not our prayer life, right? College age, of course, right? But boy, can the opposite sex just be a door to distraction when it comes to our purpose. This topic could go all night, just this one, and I'm not going to focus on it all night, but we could talk about the opposite sex as a door to distraction for like the next month if we wanted to, because it's a huge topic as it is. But in short, in short, okay, here's the deal. There are things that come with the opposite sex that can make it very, very hard to reach our purpose. There's a lot of people who are looking for that female, for that male, even though they really don't even want a relationship right now. Isn't that funny? But you know what a lot of times can come with the opposite sex is things that can slow us down to our purpose. I know it sounds mean, but it's true. Things like responsibility, marriage, and babies. You know what? Those things can put a hamper. They make it harder to reach that, that purpose. And that comes with the opposite sex, obviously. Um, I know it may sound bad, but I really think that this is true. If you found your direction... You say, you know what, there it is, and that's my purpose. I'm going to walk through the doors to get there. Don't ever change it for someone else. 
Don't ever change it for someone of the opposite sex. But instead, stay on the path to your door to purpose and find somebody who wants to walk with you. If you have that purpose, man, don't divert from it to be with somebody else. But instead, wait, because there's somebody who wants to walk that path with you. And that's the person you need to find. The person who wants to go to your purpose with you. That's the key. Uh, in the Bible, in, uh, in Proverbs here that I was, I was reading to you earlier, there's a section in, uh, in, in Proverbs 7. And this is a good one talking about, I mean, just the naive boy. Oh, just the naive boy taking, being taken advantage. And it says this, As I stood at the window of my house looking out through the shutters, watching the mindless crowd stroll by, I spotted a young man without any sense arriving at the corner of the street where she lived. Then turning up the path to her house, it was dusk, the evening coming on, the darkness thickening in the night. Just then a woman met him. She'd been lying in wait for him, dressed to seduce him. I've heard that situation before. Brazen and brash, she restlessly or she she was, restless and roaming, never at home, walking the streets, loitering in the mall, hanging out at every corner in town. She threw her arms around him and kissed him, boldly took his arm and said, I've got all the makings for a feast. Today I've made my offerings, my vows are all paid. So now I've come to find you, hoping to catch sight of your face, and here you are. I've spread fresh, clean sheets on my bed, colorful, imported sheets. Uh, my bed is aromatic with spices and exotic fragrances. Come, let's make love all night. Spend the night in ecstatic lovemaking. Yeah, right. <laughs> my husband's not home. He's away on business, and he won't be back for a month. Soon she has him eating out of her hand, bewitched by her honeyed speech. Before you know it, he's trotting behind her like a calf led to the butcher shop, like a stag lured into ambush and then shot with an arrow, like a bird flying into a net, not knowing that its flying life is over. So friends, listen to me. Take these words of mine most seriously. Don't fool around with a woman like that. Don't even stroll through her neighborhood. Countless victims come under her spell. She's the death of many a poor man. She runs a halfway house to hell, fits you with a shroud and a coffin. He has that warning of the opposite sex. And you know what? There's, there's people who are going to become our mates in life, and I pray that all of us find it, that all you guys do. But there's a lot of people like that that just want to take advantage of you from the opposite sex. They want to use you for what will make them happy, and that's really it. And they are just that. They're that, that freedom robbing. I love when he says, like a bird that doesn't realize that his flying days are over. Isn't that so true? We have that goal and that purpose, and we're flying towards it, and we can get caught by that, and we can get our wings clipped. And we'll never be able to fly and reach that place again. So you have to look at it and be, and be, be focused on it. Okay, also, past the opposite sex, let's look at this one. Money. Money, 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 money. Money, right? Who was just singing that tonight? Wasn't someone singing that? Zach, it's weird when you said that because I was thinking it too. I talked a little bit about this last week. Um, it's a very common one. Um, we have this dream and this passion. I showed you this picture, and I want to do it again because it's really fun and because I'm carrying a lot of 20s in my wallet right now for this single purpose. I don't carry much more money than a few. But I said this, that all of us have these passions, but we get distracted. See, we have this, this purpose and this direction that we want to go in life, Okay? We, we spotted it out. But you know what? Sometimes along our journey, and I would, I would not hesitate to say that probably every one of us along some time in our journey will be distracted by a door that just leads to money. 
And you know what? This is what we see, isn't it? Have you guys had this spot? I've already had this spot in my life, even in my, even in my, in my short period so far, going towards my purpose, where you see a door, and man, you can just see dollar bills falling out of that door, can't you? You're like, oh, God, that just looks so nice, doesn't it? That just looks so nice. You know, it's like a kid um, getting out of high school, and, you know, he's super passionate about, about cars, I just use this as an example because it's kind of like me, but there's a lot of guys like this. You know what? I just have this passion for cars, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go, and I'm going to get an education in, in auto technology, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go apprentice somewhere. I don't get paid much for that, but I'm going to go apprentice somewhere, and I'm going to learn my trade, and you know, I'm going to start out lowly, and I'm going to have to sweep the floor or whatever, but you know, after a while, I'm going to get better. I'm going to learn my knowledge, learn my craft, get bumped up, get bumped up, until I, you know, I, I make something in my life where I'm actually getting paid a decent wage for this. Or, at the same time, if someone says, well, you know what, I'm not saying this to offend anybody, you know, you could become a union operator tomorrow and you drive a bulldozer and make $25 an hour. And the kid goes, ching, ching. You know what, that sounds pretty good. I could just work on cars on the weekend. That's okay. I'll just go do that because, you know, there's a lot of money involved with it. And it happens all the time. That's just one example. But see, we have this purpose and this vision, but... Mm, that door to distraction, that door that leads to money comes up and it just looks oh so inviting. And we go towards it. We grab it. And we move forward in that. Many people give up on their dreams because there's quick money involved somewhere. You know, sometimes it's not even more money, but it's just money right now. It's money right now. People have big dreams to do something that's really great and, you know, they're going to make more money in the long term. But you know what? That fast money is what people get distracted by. There's money to be had right now today. And they focus on that. They focus on that instead. It has such a strong, strong power to suck us in. And it's just because of who we are um, as humans. Money isn't innately evil. Money is not the root of all evil. Money is what makes the world go round. And it really is true, and that's nothing against God. Money is, is what makes us able to do what we do. But when we start fixating on it, it becomes a problem. It says this in the Bible. In 20, 28.22 of Proverbs, a greedy person tries to get rich quick. I like that, tries to get rich quick. But it only leads to poverty. So there's nothing wrong with becoming rich. I'll tell you that for truth. There's nothing wrong with becoming rich. God might have it for you guys that you're going to do something awesome. You're going to be blessed with tons of cash. But you know what you really see is those greedy people get rich quick. They don't say, you know, I want to become rich someday, so I'm going to study hard. I'm going to do all this. And you know, There's a lot of people that just say, I'm going to start playing the lotto. Because I just, I'm going to get rich. You see, it's that greed that leads us away from our goals. All right, also, we have the, we have the, uh, what was my first one? Yeah. Laziness. Laziness. Opposite sex. Money. And last but certainly not least, stupid fun. Stupid fun. This is a good one. This one kind of makes me laugh. This is the kind of fun that you get in trouble for the next day. You know what I'm talking about? I know you do. Do not act like you don't because I know that you've all been there. This is the kind of fun that a week from now, someone's going to come knocking on your door and talk to your parents, talk to your wife, talk to your girlfriend, talk to you, take you downtown type of fun, right? There's that fun to be had. Uh, stupid, stupid fun. Because there's fun and then there's stupid fun. This type of fun can be a serious distraction. 
Because although these things are dumb, they are fun. They are fun at the time being, aren't they? Um, many of these things seem fun, seem exciting, especially while we're young and dumb, which is kind of the prime of where we're at right now. We don't care. We can have a lot of fun while we're still young. Um, but they can really come back to haunt us. Man, they can come back to haunt us. This is stuff like, like drugs, like alcohol, like stealing, vandalizing, getting involved with gangs. I know it sounds stupid, but even at a, at a smaller level than these things, even at a small dosage of all those things, this is where that stupid fun really comes into play. At risk of sounding like your mother, I'll still say it tonight, at risk of sounding like your mom, these things can lead you in the wrong direction. They can take and point you in a different direction than your purpose stands to be. They can pull you in a completely different direction, um, and although they might seem fun for a short time, sooner or later the trouble will catch up with you and you'll realize that you are a mile away from that purpose that you originally started out with. You are a mile away. To put this in a very, very tangible touch, there are companies today in the world that all they do is scour the internet for things on people who are trying to get jobs. There are companies, okay, like you're, here, this is an example, okay. I decide I'm going to become a big shot lawyer, big shot lawyer someday. But, you know, after I get my education, I have to go intern somewhere. You know, this is like, you know, you don't get paid much. But you have to go, first time, you have to go intern somewhere and get just brought in on it. Well, you know what? I go there and I give them all my application and stuff like that, and they send my name off to this company. And what they do is they look through the internet and they search everything that I could possibly be involved with. Well, you know what happens? They send back a link to the boss and says, you might want to check this out. Here's their buddy Cameron Graper getting drunk at a party and smashing mailboxes with his friends and setting a garbage can on fire in someone's front yard. You don't get the job. They say, you know, I think I'll pass. A uh, guy right next to him has all the exact same credentials and he goes to church every Sunday, and he's a nice guy. You know what? That, that same stuff happens today. That's not just like me trying to scare you. That's the reality, okay? There are places, literally, they search the Internet for all this different stuff. They search back records to see, is this person really up on the up and up or not? These things can come back to haunt you. Not only the fact that they can take you in a direction away from your purpose, but they can really put a damper on your purpose someday. Man, they can make it hard to move forward in it. Um, the Bible in Proverbs, it says this. This is kind of a funny, it's, it's, it's kind of sad when you laugh at stuff that's not supposed to be funny, but I do sometimes. You might laugh too. Uh, in 1, 10 through 19, it says this. Dear friends, if bad companions tempt you, do not go along with them. If they say, let's go out and raise some hell, let's beat up some old man and mug some old woman. <laughs> that's the part that got me right there. Let's raise some hell, beat up some old man and mug some women. <laughs> It's great. If you guys have friends like that, please walk in the other direction. They don't even preface that. If they just literally just come out and just throw that in your face. You got to at least have your morning cup of coffee before you hear that, don't you? Seriously. It says, let's pick them clean and get them ready for their funerals. We'll load up on top quality loot. We'll haul it home by the truckload. Join us for the time of your life. With us, it's share and share alike. Oh, friend, don't give, don't give them a second look. Don't listen to them for a minute. They're racing to a very bad end, hurrying to ruin everything they lay their hands on. Nobody robs a bank with everyone watching. 
yet that's what these people are doing. They're doing themselves in. When you grab all that you can get, that's what happens. The more you get, the less you are. I love that. So he was saying, there's people like that are going to come to you. And you know, that sounds really stupid, but there are people exactly like that in our lives. Exactly like that. And they might not put it in that exact same phrase, but they do. He says, you know what? We'll have the time of our lives. You know what? You might not say, let's go beat up some old man, but you know, that could actually be in the plans later on that night, depending on what happens with your, with your evening. But there's people like that. And this type of stuff, man, it will just, it will distract. It will distract from the purpose that you have. Looking at doors like these that I've just, I've just listed out, you know, it should seem like they're really easy to, to spot. It should seem like they're really easy to, easy to set out and say, you know what, I understand that. I understand those doors of distraction. Man, I'm not going to walk through those. Yet why do people continue to do it over and over and over again? People find their purpose and yet always get caught up in these doors of distraction. Even though, even as I say it, you're probably like, oh, well, those are simple. Obviously, those stand out to me. You know, people consistently walk through that, and, and why? And that's really what I want to close with tonight. Just then, why? And if, and if I am going to come to these situations, then what are, the, what are the things that I can really hold on to to say, I don't want to do this, and how am I not going to? IDing it is the number one thing that I said earlier. Identifying it and not being blind to it is number one. You have information on finding your direction. You have information on identifying the things that are going to distract you. But how do you fight against the fact when you come to this door of distraction and you go, hmm, still looks pretty good. I know it's a door of distraction, but it still looks pretty good. Here's what you got to do. First, keep your focus on the end goal instead of the path before you. Instead of focusing on the very next step in front of you, keep your focus on that end door, that door to ultimate purpose that's way down there. Man, that goal that I have, that thing that I'm so passionate about, keep your focus there instead of the very next step that you have in front of you. In Proverbs 4, 25 and 27, it says this, keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Watch your step and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither right nor left. Leave evil in the dust. If you always keep your eyes on the end goal, you won't notice these doors of distraction nearly as much. If you're looking around, always wondering what's around you, and you know what, just checking out every door, those doors of distraction are going to come fast and furious into your life. Seriously. But if your focus is on that door to purpose, these ones you know what, you won't notice them nearly as much. They just kind of blur. They just kind of blur out of the way. It reminds me a lot, I don't know if you guys have ever done anything with orienteering. Does anyone know what that is? It's where like, you use like a compass and you'll take and find which direction you have to go and people will like, track, basically. One really, really standard practice in orienteering is this. If you're going to go in a direction, you say, you know what, I have to go north by northwest. You'll take and hold your compass and you'll look. You'll shoot north by northwest and you'll find a landmark you'll find a landmark that fa- falls in that path. And then you know what you do? You don't look at every single step and how to walk in the path, but the whole time you keep your eyes on that landmark. The whole time you keep your focus on where I have to go to follow the direction that I know. I know that I need to go in this direction, and that, that is in my direction. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk to it, keep my focus on that, and just make sure I don't fall down getting there. 
That's what we have to do with our doors to purpose. We can identify that thing. We focus on what we're going to, not where we're at. And then we just make sure we don't fall down on the way to get there. That's what we have to do. Keep our eyes on that, on that end prize. Don't follow something that doesn't follow that path towards that location. Don't focus on each door, but focus on that end goal. And secondly, treat each door to distraction as if it's important. A lot of times we can look at these doors and we can say, you know what, I know it's a door to distraction, but it seems harmless. It seems so harmless. It's so small. And that's the problem. You have to treat every door to distraction as if it was very important. Very important. When a small distraction comes, as simple as even saying, am I going to finish this big project that I have to do for, I don't know, school, work, whatever? Or am I just going to go hang out with my friends? I understand this is, you know, this is really important to me, but you know, my friends want to hang out. That's a small door to distraction. But you know, when we identify it, we say, it's still a distraction. This is really important to me. You know, even as simple as saying, you know, I really want more for my life with God. I really want more. But when I sit down to read my Bible at night, my favorite TV show comes on too. Yeah, it's really small, isn't it? That's really small. And just saying, well, it's like half an hour, just TV. And you know what? I can read afterwards. But see, it's that simple, small little door to distraction. Very, very small. Many people think that they have to be watching for this huge door to purpose and this huge door to distraction, and then they just have to make a decision. But you know what? That's not how it really is. I know I'm talking all about these doors, but here's the reality, okay? Both our purpose and our distraction come through a whole lot of tiny little doors. And I know you think there's that one big door to purpose, and there's that one big distraction, even as we identified these. But the reality is, is the direction to purpose and the direction to dis- distraction come through a whole bunch of little doors we decide to walk through. A whole bunch of small, seemingly insignificant doors that lead us in the right direction or the wrong direction. We have to treat each door with importance. Each and every one of them. Because you know what happens? When you consistently walk through these little doors of distraction, one day you realize that you're a mile away. You're a mile away from that initial purpose. And you say, I don't even know how I got here. I didn't, there was no even big deal. But it was all those little tiny distractions that let us off. And you slowly veered away from that purpose. And you find now, I don't even know if I can make my way back. This is the reality. Although I said there's doors to distraction, there's always a way back. There are doors in our life that we walk through, that we walk through, and they lock behind us. There are doors in our life that you're going to travel through, and you are never going to get back out. As lighthearted as some of these might seem, there are doors in your life that when you go through, it's over. It's over. And you're never making it back out. The only hope you have is to continue on that path and hope for the best. That's what we're focusing on next week. Doors to failure. Doors that you're not going to get your way out of. So come back next week as we focus on that because that one's really, really important as well. I want to pray for you guys tonight before we leave and then we'll dismiss. Lord, I thank you so much for tonight. And I thank you, God, um, that you have a purpose for each and every one of us, that you didn't create us just to hang out on this earth, but you have awesome plans for everyone. 
And God, that there are so many distractions that are going to come in life, so many things that are going to want to steal our attention, God. And Lord, we just pray to you that you would help us, that by this knowledge and identifying them, that you would just help us realize when a door is leading us away, that we would just be strong, Lord God, and that you would just help us to treat all these so, um, just so important, Lord, each and, one, each and every one of these doors, and just keep that focus, God. I just pray to you that you would truly let people accomplish their purpose and not get caught up in distractions, Lord, because, man, you know what's going to happen. We're going to end up bitter and sad. And I just pray to you for that focus, Lord, on what the purpose is. I thank you for just everyone being here tonight. I pray that you would bless every single person, give them just safe travels on their way home, and I pray to you that you would bring them back next week, Lord God. In your precious name I pray, Jesus Christ. Amen.